Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Ice Cream Hour. It is Dr. Mike Axler here in episode one of the marathon training series titled Building Your Foundation. So just a brief introduction to the podcast. I've had the opportunity to run 50 plus marathons, 20 plus ultra marathons, anywhere from 31 miles up to 100 miles and 24 hour races. They've been a lot of fun. Um, I'm currently an exercise science professor with a PhD in applied physiology and certifications in strength and conditioning, sports nutrition, and personal training. And I've had the great opportunity to coach more than 50 clients in the personal training, strength and conditioning, and running settings. So with all of that being said, do you have to take my advice? And the answer is an emphatic no, you do not need to take my advice. There is some really, really great information out there on the internet and also some really bad information on the internet. My goal with this podcast in this marathon training series specifically is to give you the best and most recent up-to-date scientific information on how to run a marathon, how to eat accordingly, the best gear, the best training programs. So that is my goal. I am, I'll try not to have my bias opinions uh, peek through too much. But as I said, I've had the wonderful opportunity to run more than 50 marathons. I have a lot of experience and I have a lot of friends in this space too. And I've gotten a lot of their feedback and a lot of the kind, the clients I've gotten to coach, I have a lot of their feedback as well too. So with that being said, I love running races. I love sports nutrition and strength and conditioning. And that's the goal of this podcast. So let's begin episode one. So the goal for this video is really just an introduction to the marathon series. So I'll be discussing some of the topics which we will cover throughout the duration of the series. And really for this episode as well, I'm going to pose a bunch of big questions that I would like for you to ask yourself as far as, am I ready to train for a marathon? Do I truly want to train for a marathon? Uh, where am I at right now with my training? Do I have correct running shoes? So a lot of questions for you to ask yourself and also just some inspiration, right? So as I'm recording this and I was writing this, I was very, very pumped to get this ball rolling and I hope you are as well too. So let's begin a brief history of the marathon. So standard marathon, for those who don't know, is 26.2 miles. 26.2 miles. Like every time that I go to a starting line, I'm like, this is insane. How am I going to do this? And don't worry, I'll give you some fast facts and tips on how to get through it. And the historical origins are such that a Greek messenger named Pheidippides ran from the Battle of Marathon to the city of Athens to deliver the news of victory over the Persians, right? Nike, Nike, or victory, victory. And he ran somewhere around 25 miles. And then in a spoiler alert, he collapsed and died afterwards. So basically, if you can finish a marathon and not die at the end, you win, right? Everyone's a winner. Great. Just don't die. And then the Royal Decree at the 1908 London Olympics uh, by way of Edward VII, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was the monarch of England in 1908, um, standardized the marathon distance to 26.2 miles so that the race could finish in front of the Royal Box. So it started at Windsor Castle and ended at the Olympic Stadium in London. So next time you're on a marathon and you are completely tapped out at mile 25, thank the 1908 London Olympics for tacking on that extra 1.2 miles, which may or may not be necessary. All right, so let's start. 
So let's set some realistic goals. So there's going to be a lot of mental and physical challenges in both training for a marathon and running a marathon, right? So as I said, the distance is 26.2 miles. Like that is insane. That's closer to 30 than 20, right? So if by that vein, you say you want to walk 10,000 steps per day, that's around four miles, right? That's like a 20 minute to 40 minute walk in the morning and then again at night. So you can easily digest that. This is closer to 50 to 55,000 steps. So let that sink in for a second, 50 to 55,000 steps over 26.2 miles. So if you can crush this, I don't see why you can't crush anything else in your life. Like this is amazing. So another physical challenge is time on your feet. So if anyone's ever like taken a really long walk or hike or maybe walked around Disney for all day and your ankles are hurting, your feet are hurting, you're like, oh my gosh, like I've been on my feet three, four, five hours. That's a huge, huge barrier to get over with marathon training is going out for that long run, getting out for one hours, two hours, three hours, maybe upwards of four or five hours. But the thing is, you can get stronger. You can get used to that. You can build up endurance. And my goal is to help you with that. Further, you can deal with things like blisters, calluses, chafing, glycogen depletion. But don't worry, I have some really, really great tips on how to, you know, stave off glycogen depletion. Make sure you don't chafe too much. Make sure blisters don't really get in your way. So stay tuned for that. Next is setting realistic and achievable goals. Listen, are you trying to run the entire distance? I've had a lot of clients who said, I don't want to walk. I just want to run the entire thing. Even if it's not fast, it can be slow. They just want to run. That's an awesome goal to have. Maybe you just want to finish. And just finishing a marathon in air quotes is still something that deserves an applause. Like just finishing a marathon is no small feat. Or maybe you want to PR, right? Maybe you've already run a marathon and maybe you want to run a faster one. So ask yourself some of these questions. What are my realistic and achievable goals in said timeline in the next month, two months, six months, year, or what have you? Next on that vein is short and long-term goals, right? So is this part of a Boston qualifying goal in the future, right? So I ran this race a few weeks ago in Jacksonville called the Ameris Bank Marathon. And I met this dad who was there supporting his son for his third marathon. And I asked him, I said, how'd your son do? And he goes, yeah, he did pretty well. You know, he's testing out a new fueling strategy, new socks. He was testing out a new like run, walk, run method. He did pretty well. But his goal in the future is to qualify for Boston. So this was more of a training run. And I thought, how awesome, right? So I mean, like this kid, I think he was like 22, 23, was literally just using this as like a test run, as, as a laboratory experiment, just to see like what shoes work, what gels work, what training plan works. So maybe that's you. Maybe you have a long-term goal of hitting Boston in the future, maybe the next year, five years, 10 years. And this is all building up to that. And if that's the case, then awesome. Or maybe you're just here to run a marathon for the sake of running one, you know, just cross it off the list. And in that case, we can probably streamline this thing in the next month or so, right? So just keep these things in mind. Ask yourself these questions. Jot them down as you're listening to this. Moving forwards, assessing your current level of fitness. So some questions to ask yourself. Am I currently active, right? How many days per week or how many minutes or hours per week? And to that end, what kinds of activities am I currently involved in? Do you run? Do you bike? Do you do hit? Do you do yoga? Do you walk a lot of dogs? And if you do run, how fast, right? How far? And more importantly, how far can you go without getting bored, right? So, you know, like I have a friend who I keep chiding him. I'm like, hey, man, you got to run a marathon with me. 
And he goes, dude, I run two miles a day and it's enough to keep me healthy and active, but then I get bored. And that's perfectly fine. Running two miles a day is awesome. It's better than not running at all. But if you want to go from running two miles a day to 26 miles, that's a bit of a mental and physical hurdle to get over. So just some things to think about. Next is choosing the right plan for you. So we're going to be diving into this a lot more in this series. So looking at both variation in training plans, as well as progression of your current training plan. So as far as variations, it can vary massively from a minimalist approach to more of a maximalist approach, if that's a real word, right? So minimal, you know, some people do really well with cross training, you know, and they'll do, you know, a Zumba class one day, they'll do an orange theory class another day, and then they'll lift weights and maybe jog another day. So they're only running one day a week, but they can still run a marathon. I know a couple of people like that. And then you have the Kipchogis of the world who run two a days and crush 120 to 150 miles a week. So for you, what is minimal and what will work versus what is ideal to be an Olympian, you're gonna fall somewhere in that continuum and that's up to you to decide where you wanna fall within those lines. And then I kinda just need to add this in too as far as the run, walk, run method. I kinda wanted to throw that in because that's like that Galloway method and I've actually paced a few marathons doing that and I really, really like that method because it just breaks up the monotony of having to run the entire thing. So I know that every two, three or four minutes, I can walk, right? So it's just committing to running for two or three minutes and then walking, committing to run for two or three minutes and then walking. So it really, really helps break up the monotony. And then again, with progression, with choosing the right training plan for you, we don't wanna increase volume more than 10% per week. So I do believe that everyone can qualify for Boston in the future, maybe next month, next year, next 10 years, whatever but we need to do it with safe and effective progression. That's something we really harp on in strength and conditioning. And I'm hoping that some of my information can help you get there. Next is proper running gear. And this is actually gonna be episode two. So looking at running shoes, right? Right now, what is super, super popular are Hoka's and On's and lesser so Salconian Brooks, but those are still big, maybe Asics, maybe Ultras, New Balance, right? Tons and tons of different shoes. So you might be asking yourself, what works for me? And I don't know, right? But you can always go to a running store or go to a sporting goods store. And there, there will be some person who is trained or a quote unquote expert who will look at your gait pattern as you walk. They'll see, do you invert your foot? Do you evert your foot? Do you um, have an upwards gait pattern or more of a backwards gait pattern, right? So looking at all of the ways that you walk and they can basically, uh, you know, have three or four different pairs of shoes, which might be able to help you. And then you'll get an idea of what works for you, right? So running shoes are gonna be super, super important, as well as running gear we'll talk about. Looking at moisture wicking gear, compression, socks, different lubrications, gonna be super, super important to make sure that you are, you know, running lean, you know, not running in baggy clothes, you're staying warm or staying cool when the weather's off and you're also staying dry. So we'll be diving into that in future episodes. Also nutrition for training. This is going to be huge. I think episodes three and four are on sports nutrition specifically. And just to give you an idea or a little teaser, right? So every mile that you run, you burn off roughly 100 calories. It could be a little bit more, a little bit less. And let's just say that you run 40 miles a week. That means you're burning in excess 4,000 calories a week. And you could be asking yourself like, what should I be eating? And how much should I be eating? And when should I be eating? And don't worry, we will be going over all of those things in the next couple of episodes. 
We'll also be looking at hydration and fueling strategies both before, during, and after runs to make sure that you are feeling fine, feeling fresh, and you are getting the most out of your training. And lastly, rest and recovery. So looking at the significance of rest days, as well as just sleeping well at night. So a lot of professional athletes, for example, Muhammad Ali and Usain Bolt, and even uh, who is the last one, LeBron James, said that they would sleep upwards of 10 to 12 hours per night. And while I know, you know, I cannot do that with my schedule, and I'm guessing you probably can't either, my goal is to help you get the most out of your six hours or seven or eight hours. Um, because we'll look at things such as like active recovery and stretching and foam rolling and sleep and meditation, right? So getting the most rest and recovery, even while we're not asleep, I want to help you with that if I can. So to conclude episode one of this marathon training series, um, I hope I gave you some questions for you to think about some topics that we will be discussing in the series. I am incredibly pumped to get this ball rolling. I hope you are too. And in our next episode, we will be talking about essential running gear. We'll be talking about running watches. We'll be talking about socks and compression gear and lube and shoes and all the rest of it. So I'm pumped. I hope you are too. If you like this video, please, or the podcast or video, however I put this out, please like and subscribe and share with a friend who might like it. Um, Again, this was Dr. Mike Axler. Uh, signing out for episode one. I hope you are doing well and I will see you all next time.